Pulp MX Network Production. You cast me completely to What's up, guys? It's Alex Gray, and you're listening to the Pulp MX Wrap-Up Show. That's all we need is more fake news, Pulp MX bullshit. It's quality, not quantity. All right, man? All right. We are back with another episode of the Pulp MX Wrap-Up Show, brought to you by all the wonderful sponsors of Pulp MX, BTO Sports, Fly Racing, Vertex Pistons, Race Tech Engines, Vortex Racing, Michelin Star Cross Fives, Maxima Oils, X Brand Goggles, Pro Filter, Works Connection, Atlas Brace, FMF Racing, Roost Graphics, W Wheels, Guts Racing, Get Data, Firepower, Batteries and Chains, EVS Sports, Eagle Grit, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, LAHondaWorld.com, OGO Bags, and Ride Engineering. As always, I am Darkside from the Moto X Pod Show. And our wonderful sponsors, WUSA, which provides the best quality wheels in the business. Whether you race professional supercross or just a weekend warrior, W has the wheels for you. W can even restore your old wheels. So visit WUSA.com and let John and Kristen Anderson take care of you. WUSA brings us Brian Fullerton from Acherby's USA. What's up, Brian? Not much. How are you doing? Doing good, man. Doing good. Uh, Also, if you're looking for a high-performance seat cover... And seat cover and foam, Guts Racing is it. Andy Gregg and Guts are providing seats for many of the best riders and the top teams in the pits. So visit GutsRacing.com today. Guts Racing brings us the one and only, the Pulpy Award winning best caller for 2018, Gringo. I just want to hear the motocross stuff. Hey, what's going on, man? What's going on, everybody? In Do- the house, bro. Doing good, man. I am really excited. We're going to discuss episode 390 with Chris Kiefer in studio. Um, you know, I I don't think anybody can say they're not a fan of Kiefer. If they do, are not a fan of Kiefer, they probably have something. There's just something wrong with them, man. Um, yeah. Brian, Brian, where are you at with uh, Chris Kiefer? Oh, gosh. I've known him for a long time. We sponsored him. Oh uh, gosh! When at the very end of the Supercross career, um, and uh, yeah, he rode out of our truck, trailer, and everything, and gear. It was like oh four or five. I pretty much met him back then, so I've known him for a while. Awesome! Yeah, he's the one yeah. that actually got me hooked up with you, Gringo. Uh, That's right. What That's do you right. think of? I know you gotta love Kiefer, man, because you're a Kiefer After Dark guy. I mean, Kiefer After Dark is uh, for you all day. Oh, yeah, no, no, I love Kiefer, bro. I, uh, there's a lot of times when he's talking, uh, you know, especially about the after-dark stuff, that I'm on this end over here. I wish I had a hotline because <laughs> I like to throw in some secondary advice. You know what I mean? A little yeah. unorthodox, you know, my style, but, sure. but we both have the same mission. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Now, Gringo, oh, I love him. you've you've been uh, a regular caller, and people know have known who you are for years. How long have you been listening to Pulp MX? Dude, I, you know, yeah, I don't know how long, a couple of years or something. I, uh, I'm not sure, but uh, I'm just thankful that there's a format, you know, that's out there on motocross. You know, there's more and more motocross stuff out there. It's, 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 it's flooding the market. I love it. Absolutely. So I, I can always get my fix. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, Pulp and you're on the road all the time, so this is uh, perfect for you. Oh my God, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. How about you, Brian? How long have you been listening to Pulp? I'd say five to six years since I, you know, basically, you know, I'm a desk jockey all day, so I listen to podcasts pretty much all day long, and and uh, 
yeah, makes the time go by fast rather than, you know, keyboard warrior all day. Yeah, definitely. All right, well, let's get into episode 390. Um, Early, early, right off the bat of the show, man, they're talking about Chris and Steve went on a mountain bike ride. Uh, Steve is uh, getting his ass in shape. Every time we see him on Facebook Live, he's a little bit thinner. Um, But the e-bike life, man, they're talking. Kiefer uh, says it's time for Steve to migrate on over to back. Get away from the e-bikes. Let's get time to migrate over to pedal power only. Um, I think I'd be e-bike for life if I could afford one. What about you, Gringo? I know you mountain bike a little bit. What do you think? Uh, you know what I think, bro? I'm just happy that the dude is getting in shape. I don't care if he's on a knee bike. I don't care if he's jumping up and down on a trampoline or if he's on, <laughs> on a regular bike. It don't matter. Yeah. The dude, yeah. I mean, look at, look at the improvement. Look at his shape. I mean, turn, make him turn around next time you go in the studio. Take a good look at him. He's trimming down. He's looking tight. You know what I mean? He's, he, it's just a whole around healthier looking. Even his skin color is, is different. He's got a little more color in his skin. You yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's whatever works. Yeah, he's he's gonna be uh, like a regular Arnold Schwarzenegger soon. Uh, Brian, what do you think, man? E bike life, dude. He, dude, he, I bet, dude, I bet you he could pick up a, a, a full water bottle off the floor with his butt cheeks if he wanted to. <laughs> I mean, he's he's getting tight. All right, all right, Brian. What about you, man? Should he should he yeah, start he, getting away from the e bike? No, I mean because that's I mean you know who I work for is at Cherubies, but yep. who who uh, manages the charities is Scott. So Scott bicycles, I mean, so I'm kind of sort of in that industry, man, I'm absolutely jealous of him because I have that accessibility to e-bike and normal bike, road bike. And I think I'm bigger than he is right now. And he started out probably a little bit bigger than me and I'm completely jealous. He needs to keep doing what he likes because he's out there pedaling his butt off. And, and even, I don't care if the e-bike helps him out a little bit. It, it, It gives the bigger folks, I'm a bigger folk that just that little bit of extra edge to where you can pedal and you feel comfortable and, you, and then you're satisfied after a ride rather than a pedal bike, you go out there and kill yourself. And then you can't sit down on the floor. Your butt hurts. Yeah. You know, you're, then you're, you, you know, you're smoked. You're just spent for days. So with, with, with what his program, he needs to keep going. I mean, I'm, I'm jealous. Yeah, I'm I jealous. am too. I want to do the same thing. All right. So but, hot um, topic for this episode, yeah, clearly, um, ww ranch gringo you and i were there brian i'm sure you watched yeah. it on tv um yep. keeper says it shaped up to be a great race i totally fell in love with that facility i agree and of course the big thing that i disagree and i think dang near everybody disagrees with steve was steve was wasn't that hot it was fine gringo you lived there you were there for the race um thoughts on the track thoughts on what steve says about the weather well, my thoughts on uh, on that track is it was gnarly. I rode that track twice. I moved down here in 2004, you know, so, like, I'm in Disneyland down here with all these motocross tracks and the heat and all of that. But anyway, the track is gnarly. I rode it twice, once after the GP, the day after, I believe it was, mm-hmm. and then I rode it the day uh, a couple of weeks before this national. And... uh it's very deceiving because when you just look at it as a spectator, you say, yeah, I could do that. I could do that. I could hit that. But that track, after those guys started tearing it up, there was no break. Even when they were in the air, uh, when if they didn't land the downside in a perfect hole, it was brutal. It was just sucking the life out of them. And that heat, bro, that, that heat. Uh, it's one thing to sit there and watch the race and run around the track like I did, but to be on that track going tapped out, 
with all those holes and all those pranking bumps and and a little bit of slickness too because uh, yep. like I told you at the track uh, underneath that sand there is a hard base I don't know what you call it some kind of clay or whatever the hell it is under there but not only are you you you're getting squirrely in the sand but you got once you break through the sand there's a little bit of uh, like especially around the jump areas you know in the flat surfaces yeah it, it's pretty slick. So that thing was gnarly, bro. It was brutal. I I, uh, I knew it was. I had a buddy of mine over here in Florida. You know, the older guy like me that rides, and he's like, "Oh, the track's gonna be boring. It's flat. There's no elevation." I'm like, "Dude, what are you high? Give me some of what you're smoking." And I told him, "By the time this thing is done, you're gonna see dudes breaking. They're gonna be broken by the time they're done." And, I, and it was true, bro. It was yeah. brutal. Oh yeah, you could see that yeah, on the podiums and the guys when they were coming yeah. off the bike. Um, I talked to Zacho about that last night on our show, actually. just uh, I don't think everybody could see, but he, he went, as soon as he came off the, the track, after the second moto, with you know you, he was coming for Eli. I mean, he was, he was putting on a hell of a charge in that second moto um, with everything he had, and he came off, went in behind the podium there, and sat down, and his, he was out of his boots in about .5 seconds. He's, he was on Smart. fire with heat. Yep. Um, Brian, you watched it on TV. Um, so I know you can't really talk about the, the heat, but what do you think about the track? Uh, did you agree with Kiefer? It shaped up to be a good race. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I thought the first motos other than after the first moto and seeing that was what chase, um, that was about ready to pass out on the podium. Right. Uh, Justin Cooper. Well, I guess chase was Sorry, too. Justin yeah. Cooper. Yeah. They're all that way, but Cooper yeah. damn near did pass out. Yeah. Cause chase, uh, section was the one that won yes. the moto, but then yes, it, yes. yeah, I mean, just the look on his face. I mean, he was damn near. I mean, I think he was in heat exhaustion. Yeah. You know, pretty close to a heat stroke. Yeah. I mean, when you're, I mean, he, yeah, that was bad. I mean, there's Glenn Helen's like that. Glenn Helen will be, you know, triple digits and everyone's putting it to it and getting after it and then basically passing out after. Yeah. I, I feel bad for him. I was pretty freaking hot. It was. Um, I, I definitely hope they keep this track on the circuit. I hope it's something that sticks around. Um, you know, yeah. I, I think, and Steve touched on this, that viewing, you know, he kept, he said he heard from a lot of people. He did not walk around the track, but I know Gringo did. I made a couple laps around. Viewing for spectators wasn't fantastic. I think they can make some improvements. Um, you know, like Weege had mentioned on the review show, getting the, the fence a little closer to the track, maybe some more bleachers. Um, but I think in time, Junior is going to get that done. That place, I believe, is going to stick around. I hope so. Yeah, Junior, let me tell you something about Junior. I'll yep. give you a little tidbit. I don't know the guy that well. I've only met him recently. You know, like I go, you know the way I am. I go up to people. I talk to them. I get in their face and just make friends. But this dude, when I went there on the amateur day thing uh, for that GP, bro, he don't even like – I mean, he, he's really – uh, what do you call it? He's he's anal about the way things are set up and the track. He wants it right, so he's gonna make improvements. I seen this dude get pissed off and somebody threw a cigarette butt on the floor oh, wow. on that grass. Yeah. So he wants to make you know that's the type of dude he is. So it's gonna he's gonna make improvements. There ain't no doubt about it. You right. can count on that. Let's I'm talk about the second moto two fifty. It's a it's a beautiful track. I mean, there's yes. grass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Outside the track. It's yeah, beautiful. it was. I mean, I on press day, I went up to the top of that mountain they built the right before the finish line and was watching. And you look down, you see the pond, um, you know, with a little island in it. And yeah, it's just it's a very pretty uh, backdrop backdrop to a race, and I, I think cool. it has a lot of potential. Um, oh yeah. Let's move to Eli Tomac. They were they were discussing um, Eli, and you know he he didn't have a great first moto. 
then just comes out and destroys second moto. And Kiefer's talking about um, his men- his mental state and how, or, and then Steve talk- touched on this, how setup, you know, Steve hates talking about setup. But yeah. if one click mentally makes a difference for a guy like a Eli Tomac, then setup does matter. I see an interesting topic. Yep. Um, Gringo, what do you think, man? I mean, you know, when Steve says setup isn't really make that much difference, he's kind of wrong if it does make a difference. I disagree. Okay. Tell me I what, disagree. Give me your, That's give what I side. think. Do you want to know what I think? Yep. I think I disagree because okay. I know when I go to the track, I go, I ride hard pack, I ride sand, and I ride an intermediate. You know, I like to jump around from track to track, you mm-hmm. know, just to, so I can expand my riding ability. And, uh, I'm not good with knowing where to go with the clickers, but my son or a buddy or I'll just experiment and do a click here in this direction, a click there, and then I'm like, holy crap, it's a totally different bike. Yeah. Where before I didn't have traction, now my front wheels got traction. Or before when I was going over that jump, the rear end was almost kicking me off the front over the handlebars. Now the thing's throwing me, it's throwing me over the jump evenly and naturally coming down just with the clicker too. Like recently, the high-speed compression thing on my bike, I started playing with that, and I'm and it actually, I slow, I go to the left. I don't know if that's slowing it down a lot, but I went to the left a little bit, man, and boom, I had more front-end traction, and it was a shock adjustment, the high speed. You yeah. know, playing with things like that. So setup to me is 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 very very important, especially for guys yeah. like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. What about you, Brian? I mean. They- well, they they take their setup specs from the previous year, mm-hmm. and they start with that. And I mean, I think the whole thing with Eli, just my opinion, of course, is is uh, I think he was just feeling it out. I think you know he didn't get a good start. Terrible start. It. He just yeah, he just hung in there. Um, but I mean, he, at the end of the race, I mean, he did great. I mean, it's he got second overall, and and right right where he needs to be. I mean, yeah, I don't. I, I bet he was pedaling or motoring on Monday, you know, whereas most of those people that were damn near heat exhaustion, hopefully they weren't pedaling or, or riding. You know, I think he conserved his energy. I think he was, he's actually played the game, uh, yeah, the right way. Okay. You know, I think it was a good With the heat and sand, I mean, it's a game, you know, I mean, some yeah. of those guys were just starting to freaking pass out. <laughs> and, uh, I think, yeah, I think he was fine Monday up in his high elevation. Right, right. right. All right. Some guys shot their load too early. You know what I'm saying? He oh, managed it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Hey, look at uh, what's his name? Osborne. Remember Langston was talking about the way that bike was bucking in the back. So yep. setup is key. He went back there, made a yep. couple of changes. Look what happened in that second moto. Yeah, I mean, it, you know you're, I mean? Right. For sure. you're right. Okay, so Ryan Sipes was yeah. the first guest of the night. Um, love Ryan. Yeah. Ryan's just an all-around good dude. Um, yep. He is old school moto. I uh, came on to discuss the Red Bull video. Uh, I think it's called General Sipes, if I'm not mistaken. I watched it today, actually. Um, oh, good. Yeah, it's fantastic. So go check that out on Red Bull TV. But um, Kiefer said he's an inspiration to all disciplines. Um, oh, yeah. Sipes, desire, uh, Sipes discusses his desire for exposure with the sponsors. I thought that was pretty interesting. When Steve asked him, you know, kind of why are you doing this, and uh, he said, you know, he saw the coverage he got or the, the response he got from from sponsors when he got a little bit of coverage um, on something he had done. And that kind of inspired this whole thing of doing, you know, I don't remember how many total events he did, seven events or something, seven different disciplines this year or or last year or yeah. something like that. Um, yeah. Man, what do you think about Ryan Sipes? Uh, Brian, I, uh, just the overall discussion of that, that interview 
and how they handled it. Yeah, he's he's one of those guys that we we I know Scott sponsored him with motocross clothing, and everybody loved him. And then I know we're sponsoring him now with plastics, hand guards, and print guards and stuff like that. I heard he's very easy to deal with. Yep. Um, I mean, the more events he goes to, I think mean, we give him more products. Literally, I mean that's that's the deal. Right. And, and so yeah, he's got a lot of sponsors stepping up this year. I hopefully he's making some good money um, doing all these events. But I mean, he's having fun. He's doing what he loves, which is and he's getting paid for it. I mean, yeah. I wish I could get you know, paid to go around <laughs> and stuff like that, like all these guys. But right. Yeah, he's gonna do it. He's living the life for sure. He's, what they say he's gonna do some hill climbing. That's yeah, gonna be awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's actually on the uh, like when you watch the Red Bull video, they have this little um, graphic that pops up every so often that shows the different events like Daytona Supercross and the GNCC and the Hawaiian Supercross, and there's a hill climb on that little thing which they haven't got to in the series yet. But yeah, I look forward to that. Um, Gringo, what do you think about Ryan? Like this this whole thing of not just focusing on Supercross, not just fo- focusing on GNCC. I mean, I can see some other guys as they get to a later stage in their career, like a Andrew Short, of doing something like this and making a living at just hitting some big events and um, having like a Red Bull or a Monster or somebody do some videos like this. I mean, that's not a bad idea. No, dude, the dude, this dude is an animal. You know what they call a manimal. <laughs> yeah. He, 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 everyone uh, is inspired differently. And that's, that, that dude, Sipes, is a true motorcycle enthusiast. I mean, whatever, you know, everyone has something different that motivates us. You know, that we have goals that we want to set, things that we want to conquer, things that inspire us. Obviously, that dude likes to try all different aspects of, of motorcycling. Well, but a guy like that, he's all over the place. You know, the guys are the guys are savage. I mean, that's all there's to it. So I'm thinking, I think this dude just that's how he gets off. He gets off doing all these different things and challenges on a motorcycle. He gets off on it. What's awesome. it's what makes him tick. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. One of yeah. his responses, um, or one of his comments, which says a lot about the man that he is. He said he's proud of what he he accomplished. You know, with hitting these different events, and, and even if he didn't finish at a couple of them, he's proud of what he does, but he never thought, went into an event thinking, like, I'm the man. Like, you know, um, yeah. that says a lot about who he is, Brian. It's huge. It's huge. I mean, there's not a lot of people that can do all that. I mean, what was it this year? Uh, Daytona, did the Daytona, did the flat track, and you did the GNCC. I yep. mean, come on now. Yeah, and he and did he well. Nashville, I believe, also. Oh, I think he was at Nashville, too. Unreal. The only the only person next to him, uh, Kevin Rookstool, he 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 attempted it. I, yeah. I forgot where he ended up, but he attempted Daytona Supercross and the GNCC, and then he tried three events, and I think one of them didn't work out too well. But there's yeah, there's not a lot of guys like that that can do all those disciplines and keep their head up high and kick ass. Right. You know. Yeah, dudes are beast, bro. I have a hard enough time doing uh, moto all day and then going home and making love. You know, that's a triathlete affair for me. You know what I mean? Yeah, hey, I'm with you, gringo. I'm with you. Um, Hey, so (laughs) Steve told Ryan that, you know, when he he saw that he was going to do Daytona Supercross, he was skeptical. And Sipes, Sipes is a listener, man. He's told me that, and he clearly knows Steve's um rants and stuff he says hey man steve you're always a skeptic uh gringo what do you think about steve's skepticism and uh not necessarily negativity but he definitely uh, he's not afraid to um 
call somebody out. And that gets brought up a few times in this, this episode, actually. He's like, hey, I call it like I see it. Uh, you know, that's Steve's personality. You know, Steve's got such a bubbly personality. He's so sparkly. You know, that's the way he, <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Uh, you, you, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So I, I, you know, you know, that's the way he is, but yeah. the bottom line is that he's an enthusiast too. He loves this shit. And sometimes, you know, he may come off that way or whatever. I don't, I, I don't even pay, you know, some people, I hear people talk, they say things, Oh man, you know, he, uh, he, he's he's negative or whatever. I don't pay attention to that. I take it's all the good. Right. I leave out the bad. Yeah, I leave yeah. out the bad. I keep the good and leave out the bad. I'm sure I come off certain ways to people too. And you know, we all got our own little quirks. But overall, you know, the guy's a good dude. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, yeah. absolutely. He's all right. Oh, man. All right, let's get into uh, somewhat yeah. of a controversial topic. Once JT came on the phone, um, they talked about IVs. So Kiefer says, "Hey, JT, how many IVs or how many guys do you think got IVs?" Now, look, um, guys that I know for a fact had motorhomes were Zacco, Roxon, Marvin, uh, I think Jason Anderson, Chiz. Um, those are the guys off the top of my head I know for a fact have motorhomes or RVs. Um, what do you think, Brian? You think? I mean, you think any of those guys are you know quote unquote cheating? You think? Gosh, because I, I mean, JT says five can to I eight. Say of them. This? I, yeah. I, I I would never want to say they're cheating because that sounds so bad. I mean, it's I, I mean I I don't blame them because like I said earlier, I mean those guys are damn close to getting heat stroke and yeah. that's bad. They're going to be hauled off in an ambulance. So you know what? If they did, good. They pulled it off. <laughs> didn't get caught. Good. I'm I'm happy for them because I want to see them racing next weekend. Yeah. You know damn well if some of them did not get the IV. I, I bet Chase Sexton didn't get an IV. Clearly. That's why he didn't race second moto. I mean, he, you know, he put all of his energy in the first moto. He won. Got some points. Yeah. Like gasped. And then second moto, he's probably, he's probably throwing up. I guarantee he was sick. But Oh, he was. Yeah, I, I don't blame him. Yeah. I would have done it. I, if I could do it, pull it off, I'd do it. You know? Yeah. Where do you, um, where do you lie on this, gringo? Oh, uh, it's, you know, if you, like, I, like Brian said, if you could get away with it, I'm all in, you know, you, you don't want to see nobody have some kind of heart attack or something. You know what I'm saying, bro? That's some serious dehydration going yeah. on there. That's you know, bad. they're lucky if they could go home and take a crap. They're so dried <laughs> out. You know what I mean? Oh, it's yeah. bad. That, uh, that's bad. So if they could go do go it, God bless them. Right. Yep. Good. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and, um, I, I think there was a caller, somebody called in maybe and, and asked, why can't we legalize this? And, um, you know, or, you know, make it where yeah. everybody gets one. And I kind of, I see that or legalizing it, quote unquote, in the rules, it would not be fair to the privateers. Like there's no way Van Martin can yeah, show up with a freaking IV. Yeah. Oh, geez, not going to show up or the guys aren't going to show up and, and go, go, you know, like, all right, everybody get in line. You're all getting IVs. No. Right. No. Right. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> that'd be funny no to way. sit there and, and just see a whole, you know, 40 freaking, uh, you know, while the two fifties on the track, you see 40, 450 guys lined up putting IVs in, but, um, yeah. uh, okay. So gringo, you called in, um, and you, you yeah. brought up the topic. You believe that, uh, the guys down there in Florida being in the heat makes them stronger. Um, yes. Yeah. And, and I could see that, man, because you know, it's pretty hot. I don't here. believe it. You know I know it. it. You know it. You yep. know it. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I agree with yeah. I'm here in East Texas. It's hot and humid. Um, I really, really felt like Florida was more humid or at least a different type of humidity than what we have. Um, yes. But I work out in that crap every day, so I could see where it definitely would make you stronger. 
Um, Brian, it's nowhere. I don't think you have hardly any humidity where you're at. But what do you th- think about the no. topic? It's. I mean, you guys are. You guys are all correct. I mean, you guys are all acclimated to the humid, hot weather. Me, I'm in. You know, it's dry, pansy ass. I mean, the Fourth of July is usually 100 degrees here. It's gonna be 78 degrees. If I was to jump on a plane, get off the plane, jump in my, you know, my gear and my factory bike. No way. Yeah. No way. I mean, the guys that have been doing this for a long time, Zach Osborne, that that's the biggest name I could say. He's been doing this for a long time. I bet, honestly, I bet he didn't get an IV, and I bet he rode Monday. I bet he was just fine because he, you got to pace yourself. I mean, this isn't like what Jay Sexton did. I don't need to keep bringing his name up, but what he did, I would have backed off. I would have backed off a lot. You know, at least get top three, and then you could have raced second moto. But he guaranteed he wasn't acclimated to that weather at that time. But, like, Gringo was saying when he called in um, Monday night, I mean, his diet, you know, what did he eat? What did he drink? What did sure. he fit? I mean, all of those guys. It's a factor for all that. You know, everyone's different. So, yeah. you know. Uh, right. Yeah. Anything they, can throw yeah. you off. Oh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. He, he, even like they've talked before, I think I think it was uh, actually last week's episode, um, the, talking about the just the mental side of life in general, you know, whether you have something going on at home with your chick or your kids or whatever, yeah, all exactly. that stuff. Home yeah, life. all that. Like Keith exactly. says, home life, yeah. Yep, yep. Exactly. Like he, home hey, home. let me tell you something. The re- the, you know, you, would, <laughs> you asked me if, uh, if, you know, how do I know? Because when I came, uh, like I told them, when I came down here, bro, little by little, you know, I said, you know what, let me try. I started riding in the heat, you know, even though it was brutal, but over time, and I'm not making this up. This is, you know, I'm, I'm telling you what I know, what I've seen with myself is I actually started getting acclimated to riding at the track with the sun beating down me. Don't get me wrong. I was exhausted, but I wasn't exhausted like I was years ago. You mm-hmm. know, like I could keep going and going. And some of my buddies like, dude, man, how the hell are you putting in so many laps? I'm not saying I'm fast. What I'm saying is I could keep going and going and the strength wasn't just disappearing so quickly. And then I started running in this stuff down here. Not that I'm a runner. But I wanted, I was trying to copy these guys. You know, you watch these guys and then you hear the Rocky song in your head and you go out there and you go for a little run. And little by little over time, I even bought one of those road bikes, bro. I'm the dude out there with that tight suit with the gut hanging out the front. Oh, That's nice. Me, bro. Gringo. Yeah, and, 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 yeah, bro. I mean, it was. Awesome. It took balls for me to go out there in that spandex. Yeah. But what, I, what, what I'll tell you is I went from 10 miles to 15 miles. Before you know it, dude. I was putting in, there was 30, for me, it's a big deal. I was doing 30 miles in that heat. I bought my wife an electric bike so she could follow me. And when I tell you, you notice the difference in endurance. And not only that, but I was stronger on the bike. The little muscles and the leg muscles that used to collapse over a jump, now they were holding me up. Little things, man, all the time in that heat. But on the other hand, the week before, if you do, if you have a life situation, let's say me and my wife have an argument, we're not getting along, or something, anything, right? And it throws you off. That can mess you up. No matter how acclimated you are, you ain't worth a shit when you go to the track on Sunday. Hundred percent agree. You know. Yep. Yeah. And I'll tell you what. When I wear spandex, you can call me El Gordo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So JT is still on the line, so they, they knock out the ex-brand Teros a r- little bit early in this episode compared to normal. But there was a couple of really yep. good questions, and uh, this week Moser did not submit the questions. Uh, it was Ooh. it was uh, Swizz, I believe. But um, yep. one of the first ones I really kind of caught my attention was uh, 
What's the, I thought this was interesting. What's the next thing that goes wrong on NBC broadcast? Man, poor Weege. They're they're having uh, a lot of issues. Most of them aren't yeah. uh, Weege's fault. Even the the beeping apparently he says was not his fault. Um, what do you guys think about the broadcast, Gringo? Oh man, you're gonna hard. It's gonna be hard to find a complaint out of me. I'm so thankful that we have it. You know that we yeah. can watch this, and I have the gold app compared to years ago. You know ESPN two and and all that. I mean, dude, I got video tapes from back in the day. From I mean, I got a library, bro. And if you look at then and you look at now, I mean, we are really blessed to to have all this. I, I can't find a negative, even when they make mistakes. I don't, I don't like people who call in and complain about Ricky or the announcing or things like that. Yeah. When that goes down, bro, I'm not even listening to that. I'm watching the racing. Yeah. You know too. what I'm saying? Yep. I, yeah. I don't even hear what they're saying. Yeah. I don't, I don't get that. I don't I understand that at all. When people complain about that, like me, we used to, I have VHS recordings from motocross races from shit mid nineties, you know? And right. I mean, right. I mean, we're so blessed to, to get this. I mean, I'm watching, I'm rewatching the the motos right now. Hell and yeah. it's perfect yeah. screen. It's not the math you know, math T V from a couple of years ago was horrible. But I didn't blame <laughs> right. you know. The first motos were on map, the second motos were on whatever and they were, you know, better. But I mean <laughs> I, I I had to watch it, but I saw the, the little mishap with uh, uh what's it called? Yeah. yeah. It, it wasn't even a big deal. I, I didn't really think so either. Weeds told me about no, it. Who cares? It, at the end of the day, I, I was talking to Weed and asked how the broadcast went, and he told me about it, and I laughed, and then I watched it, you know, and it was like, had he not mentioned it to me, I would have probably not. Yep. I really wouldn't even have hardly I thought about it. it. Yeah, I missed it. I watched the second motos. Um, I watched the first motos live, and the second motos, um, I watched a couple of later, a couple hours later, and I literally never saw it, and I watched them front to, you know, forward to back, and then. I just now turned it on and I saw it and I'm like, oh, that's not a big deal at all. Who cares? Right. It's fun. People are just so critical to judge and critical. Absolutely. It's like, just stop. Just all right. stop. Let me ask uh, you guys this. This was the next Brand Taros question. What happens first? Glenn Helen comes back or WW Ranch is gone from the series? Um, Steve thinks WW stays. He, he's on board with it. Um, what do you think, Gringo? Um, they, I think they're staying, bro. I think Glenn Helen messed up, you know, being a being, you know, yeah. doing what they're doing. You know, it sounds like they're being uh, difficult or whatever. I don't know the politics, all that stuff, but I think they'll be, they'll be staying, bro. But I think the gal's name is Lori that runs Glenn Helen. She's been like that forever, forever. I mean, I used to race Yamaha dealer series back in the '90s there, and I mean, it's it's just very, very difficult there. I mean, you have to right. watch your P's and Q's. You can't do this. You can't do that. You know, the track is what it is. If you think it's horrible, which it usually is, um, they don't care. Right. They don't yeah, care. No, you know what you do? You know what you do? You take you take Junior and you take the owner of Glen Helen, put him in a ring. And I'm going <laughs> to yep. tell you right now, Junior's going to take that shit home. He wants that national. Yeah. I, yeah. I hope Junior gets all the money and all the business and, and shit. I hope they have a, you know, MSGP there, you know. I I hope. Yeah. I mean, serious. I hope that another one, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah, 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 I, 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 agree. I don't mind. I've been riding at Glen Helen for so many years, and I've seen people get life lighted, carted off. I mean, I've seen you name it, all yeah. sorts of bad stuff. It's a, it's a fun track to watch on TV, but yeah, um, walking around during the nationals, holy crap, it's packed. All the SoCal people, it's packed. 
That's what they have is that they have yeah. a lo- a great Gnarly. location and a great um, history of following. And that's it. Right, right. Yeah. Track is brutal. People are brutal. I mean, I was one of them. So, you know, I'm not saying everybody, my, myself included, but, you know, um, I mean, they got 24 hours of going home. They're six hours. They got the REM race on the weekends. There's so much stuff. Yeah. A place is just blown out. I mean, I'm glad they... I'm glad they went to WW. I want them to go to different tracks. Yeah, you know, me too. newer tracks that me people too. actually care about. Like that guy, Junior, sounds like he cares. Yep. So oh, he cares. That's awesome. All right, I just want to mention again uh, some of the sponsors of the Pulpamex show. And you guys know that there's tons of pulp codes. If you go to pulpamexshow.com, you can find all these sponsors and their sponsor codes BTO Sports, Fly Racing, Vertex Pistons, Vortex Racing. Race Tech Engines and Suspension, Michelin Star Cross Fives, Maxima Oil, X Brand Goggles, Pro Filter, Works Connection, and uh, one of the newer sponsors this year, I think, is EVS Sports. Pulp Nineteen is a is the code for that, and the, that's the next guys that Steve had on Monday night was um, Jackson and Brad with EVS, and they just did a lot of discussion of the EV the EVS products. Um, they talked about the jacket, the uh, I think it's called the Tug CTR vest that keeps you cool before you go out. And actually, you can ride in that thing. Um, most everybody's used some kind of EVS product at some point. Those guys were really fantastic just discussing their products. Um, Gringo, what do you think about the EVS guys, and uh, do you use any EVS products? Uh, I just wore out my – I forget which one it is. It's an RS something. I don't remember the number, but it's a knee brace. Uh, not the top of the line. Yeah. But uh, it yeah. worked good for me. It was an R, R something. I don't remember. I right, wore that shit right. out. I had to throw them out. I wore their ballistics right. yeah, yeah. their ballistics jacket, which is basically the full body armor. Elbows. Nope. I rode it wearing moto until Steve, or until Kiefer kept busting my balls about it, and I finally took it off. <laughs> yeah, that's too hot, Paul. It was very hot. Fight club or something? What's that? You must, you, must have been in, you must have been in a fight club or something. That's why you had to wear all those scarves. Yeah, I was afraid of getting hurt, man. I, I, I was just like, I don't want to get hurt. So I had all the protection I could have. But, yeah, Kiefer made fun That's of me. Awesome. And I looked like, I, yeah, I looked like I was definitely going into battle. It was st- ridiculous. Brian, what about you, man? EVS? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've known Todd Lynn. He's the one of the uh, co-owners now, too. I've known him for a long time. I've used some of their products, yeah. Yeah, they yeah, were. Undershorts. Yeah, yeah, they they've got a lot of cool stuff, and they were, um, like I said, they were on for just a little bit discussing the they're helping out pulp with the uh, with the pulp code and their products. So yeah, check them out. Pulp nineteen is a code to save. Um, so once those guys were wrapped up, we had Cody call in. This was this was an interesting moment in the show. Cody had a, a, a short story, and Steve had enough. He he it was actually about the EVS knee guards or knee braces Cody wears, and I think he broke his tib or something. Uh, I don't know. We never got through the – we never got all the way through the call because Steve just cut him off, Gringo. Um, what do you think about when Steve does something like that, just cuts a guy off? A little bit, little bit harsh, a little bit rude, but maybe warranted. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, dude, the guy's on the show trying to promote a product, and, you know, the truth of the matter is, they're right. You could break your leg with a knee brace or without a knee brace. We're doing a brutal, that's a brutal sport, bro. Yeah. And I don't care if you dress up, you know, with every safety piece of equipment there is, you could still get jacked up. You know, yeah. so that's why it's like, come on, dude, what are you doing? You, you, you know, you, you, 
What do you want me to tell you? You know what I'm saying? I, I understand why he got irritated. You know, sometimes it's, he wears his feelings on his sleeves. That's why he hung up. You know, what are you going to do? See, I, you I, know what I, mean? I felt like, Brian, I felt like Steve hung up just because it was taking Cody a very long time to get to the point. I mean, that's, that's one thing I, I agree with Steve about is clip him, cut him. Yep. I had a stupid-ass question or stupid-ass statement. Go into the next thing. Clip him, cut him. Yeah, well, airtime. He's using a valuable airtime. So sure. Uh, I mean, I, I I can you know I agree with the guy. I, when I blew my knee out, I I'm not going to say what brand I was wearing, but I was wearing a certain. I mean, it doesn't matter what brand you're wearing. I was wearing a knee race. I blew my knee out. Kids said, yep. you name it. I blew everything. Yeah. I smoked my knee, and it, it you know, I was wearing a knee race. You have like millimeters of play in your in your leg in your knee. Yeah. You know to, uh, and you know if you smash it, and that's what I did, and you. It's done, and that's what the guy was just trying to say was that story. But yeah, whatever. Going to the next thing. Yeah, Kiefer did that. Kiefer kind of gave Steve <laughs> a little bit of shit for um, hanging up on the guy. Kiefer's but just, if yeah. if you guys, if anybody listens to Howard Stern, and I know Pookie's a big Stern fan, and Mathis likes Stern, and that's sort of where the idea for this wrap up show came from. Howard will hang up on you in about point five seconds. I mean, it. He has no qualms oh, yeah. about. No man, I don't have time yep. for that, and. uh you know, Steve's got to keep the show moving, which he did. Yeah. Next up, Good. go ahead, go ahead, Gringo. No, I said I'm guilty of it too. You know, sometimes I may take a little bit longer to explain something, and you know, I, I can feel like I'm being rushed. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? So, but but I understand. I mean, you know, sometimes you could be a little harsh though, and that's what Keith. I think Keith is doing a little coaching there, like take it <laughs> easy, breathe. Yeah, you yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? He's trying to help him out in all, not only that stuff, but everything. You know, he's a friend. He's trying to. Trying to give him some advice here and there, you know. Yep. Keeper's a sweet boy. Absolutely. He's he's, he's a uh, he's got his um, emotional side, his his feminine side. Um, oh, he's total emo. He's oh yeah, yeah. So Justin Cooper yep. is uh, the next up. He comes on to discuss WW Ranch, and uh, Keeper asks him, "How close were you to passing out?" Uh, and, and Justin said he didn't even realize how bad a shape he was in, really, until he saw it back. Like he didn't even realize in the moment that he almost mm-hmm. passed out. Um, that, to me, Gringo, tells you how exhausted they were. He was probably a little bit delirious. Yeah. Can I say something on that? Yeah, of course. That's that's what we're here for. Yeah. Uh, see, I'm going to tell you right now, bro. I walked by that podium stand where they were you know, going up there to do that interview thing. Yep. And uh, when I walked by that, bro, I could feel the heat coming off the floor of that thing. I'm like, how the hell are they going to do awards or interviews on this thing it's like standing on top of a flying pan especially if you just did a moto you know what i'm saying like who that was one thing i noticed you know since you brought it up so but i noticed on tv later on they must have brought some what do you call those uh, easy ups or whatever and put them up on top of that fan because that thing was ridiculously hot yeah you know yeah it was radiating cooper yeah go ahead go ahead Brian. he was just running on adrenaline there at the end there that's what it was yeah he was just that was it, you know. I mean, in like I think Kiefer said it. It's like your body doesn't know better until you stop. Yeah. Oh, 120 million percent correct on that. Yeah. Because you're yeah. an adrenaline. Those guys are just adrenaline rush the whole moto. Yeah. Right on the heat, and then they come to a stop. It's all stop, stop. I mean, they. And I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad to hear what you said about Zach Osborne taking his boots off, stuff like that, cooling down. That's the best thing to do. Immediately. Yeah. Yeah. They. Otherwise, it was crazy. Right to the hospital. I did. Like, once again, I totally disagree with Steve saying it was fine. Now, I I clearly have not been to as many nationals as he has, um, but it was Ooh. it was brutal. But um, Steve, yeah, many nationals in Vegas was 
uh, triple digits on every single time I went. Yeah. I was miserable. Steve miserable. asked Justin, uh, you know, look, there's – well, first of all, we know there's been some backlash with Justin with some of his responses or his complaining or quote-unquote whining maybe with – uh, the Adam C and Cirillo event and Steve asked him about it. Do you have any regrets? Do you look back on that and, and regret it? And Justin, uh, you know, he, he kind of fessed up a little bit. He said, yeah, it was the heat of the moment. Um, takes a big man, I think to, yeah. to say, yeah, maybe I was wrong. You know, it still bothered him a little bit, but he, maybe he shouldn't have reacted that way. Brian, what do you think? Yeah. I, I, he, I, I do the same thing. Sometimes, I, I, you know, my bark is louder than my bite. I mean, I react just need to think about it you know and he reacted in the time and i'm sure he wouldn't apologize and it's all good now but yeah i think it was wrong i don't i don't think if there's anything wrong with but um ac did i think he did everything correctly i mean yeah. he knows the rules and uh you know cooper just said you know he he shouldn't have gassed it or he shouldn't have you know uh gassed it going up the hill or whatever yeah he was he was he was wrong but right you know he fessed up to it that's good what about you, Gringo? You like Justin Cooper as a guest and uh, how Steve handled the interview? With what? Well, with Cooper and yeah. the uh, and the Cincerillo situation? Well, just is that what in, you're talking in, about? Because you, you cut out a little bit. Oh, I apologize. It's probably I'm having mic yeah, issues. Yeah. Um, yeah, I asked about Justin, um, you know, talking about regret the regrets with how he handled the AC situation. Oh. But but I want to know what you think about just the Justin Cooper as a guest and how Steve handles it. Uh, I don't got no problem with the way Steve handled it. You don't want to scare away guests or, you know, Steve did say that, you know, like he understood what, where Justin was coming from, even though he didn't agree or whatever. I believe he had said something like that. But I mean, look, the bottom line with Justin and Adam, I, I don't see any, the dude went off the track. He saved himself from going down. I, I don't think he got any kind of advantage. That's my personal opinion. I could, yeah. I could see how Justin could see, you know, you look back and you see the dude there. Yeah. Uh, I could see where he would be upset. But after you go home and you watch it on TV, then you calm down, you know? So, no big deal. I, I don't know. I think Steve was fine with it. I, you know, I, I don't have no problem with what Adam did. Uh, you know, I'm good with it. I'm good. Cool. Um, do, you, uh, do you guys like how, uh, um, Kiefer said, started talking about home life with Justin Cooper, and he disagreed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, man, Justin's too young for that right now, I think. Maybe, you know, it's it's more the, the guys, once they're in their mid-20s, I think, where that really has more of an effect. You know, when you're that young, you don't need yeah. that. Well, no. you don't need the love life necessarily at that age. No, exactly not. Uh, but what was the quote he said? If you're focused on your job, you'll not you will not let a girl get to you. I love it. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. All right, next that was up, awesome. yeah, next up was Nick Way. Um, Nick Way is yeah. always uh, dynamite, cool. man. He's he's a fantastic guest. He's funny. Um, yeah, one of the things Nick he talked about it was after Will calls in towards the end of the call. That was a long interview, by the way. Um, Nick yeah, mentioned possibly riding a 125 at Redbud. That got me excited. That's awesome. Uh, yes. Totally. Gringo, did anything stand out in the Nick Way interview to you? I mean, he talked about, you know, Nick Way talked about AC should have more confidence in what he's doing. Um, he talked about uh-huh. AC maybe not pushing as hard as he, he should have because of a lack of confidence. I found that pretty interesting. Um, just just Nick Way as a whole, did you enjoy the interview? Well, what what, I, what stood out to me about Nick Way, this particular phone call, because usually when he calls in, 
you know, they're always joking around. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Whether it's the tool he never returned or all the Kawasaki parts he has in the garage or blah, blah, blah. This time, Nick seemed a lot more serious. There was no joking yeah. Nick today. You know, that's what I heard. I heard a guy that is extremely focused on getting his kid to win a championship. That's what I heard. A serious Nick yeah. way. That's what stood out yeah. to me. Same, same with you, Brian? Yeah, I, what I really liked was kind of at the end of their, uh, uh, he and Will Hahn on, which is them praising each other, riding. It was just kind of funny. You yeah. Know, it's like, oh, wow. And then Steve's like, you guys should get a room or whatever he says. That was kind of cool. <laughs> Steve, Steve, mentioned <laughs> during, Steve mentioned during the Nick Way interview that, um, and this was a topic all throughout the night, how heat, the heat and humidity affects guys differently. It not he didn't feel like even if you whether you train west coast east coast whatever it doesn't that that does have some effect but the this it just affects people differently because of their makeup um and he says you know the the travel schedule back and forth also has an effect on it you know and i think that's something that they they should look at is um you know brutal yeah yeah it's just it's a little ridiculous. East I talked about that coast. with Van Martin last night, that yeah. it's almost impossible for these guys to to be able to recover. I almost think it's stupid just because, I mean, they go East Coast, you know, West Coast, East Coast, and yep. Midwest, and then East Coast, and then Washington. It's like, what? I think there's time and money and you could save if they were able to get them all uh, booked, you know, the same region of the states, you know? My God. I yeah, it would me. make a huge improvement. Uh, but like I said, yeah. Will Hahn called in, and there was um, just a lot of laughs and enjoyable interview when Will calls in. There's a lot of ball busting. Um, so if you haven't listened so to the Monday Night Show, go back to that. I want to go ahead and move on just a little bit. Um, the so, first... hold, 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 hold on, hold on. Yeah. When are we going to talk about, because uh, this was part of the show, that when are we going to talk about Matilda running up and down the hill and all over the track? I've got it in my that notes. It's, it's, huh? one, it's one of the rants, so it's in here. We're going to get to it. Yo, yo, how, how nice was that, bro? I played that thing in slow motion back and forth about a hundred times, bro. Okay. <laughs> that dude's got it made. Marvin has got it made, brother. I'm telling you that right now. Thank uh, you for slow motion. Yeah, all right, all right. You, you need to do a, uh, a Insta-banger on that. I'm sorry, I had to get it out, bro. Go ahead. Let me okay. Continue. Go ahead, I'm sorry. So, the first... The first in the official Race Tech rant of the night. Again, Pulp Pulp nineteen is the code for Race Tech. Um, Steve is complaining about um, the media only tagging the positive things they say. When when a media person writes an article or puts something on Instagram or Twitter, they're only tagging the writers for positive. They're gargling balls. Um, he says you shouldn't write. You, you shouldn't write like the the writers care. Um, you know, and Kiefer says everything can't be sunshine and rainbows. And he's right. If you're going to be a professional media um, person, you have to do it evenly across the board, positives, negatives. I liked his his point of not tagging the riders either way. Uh, Gringo, what do you think about that race tech rant? I know what he's saying, but you know it's human nature. You know they don't want to. They don't want to uh, piss in the in the frosted flakes. You know what I'm saying? They want to have it on both ends. You know they want to be buddy buddies and they don't want to piss nobody off. But what I think about that is, uh, Steve, just worry about Steve. Don't worry about what those guys are doing. Fuck them. You okay. know what I'm saying? That's what I say. But those guys are gonna do what they're gonna do. You just you concentrate on bringing the good show that you bring top notch 
don't worry about what those guys are doing because you know what? The cream always rises to the top, and it shows. Yeah. Come on, Pulp MX yeah. is an empire. It's an empire. Yeah. Don't sure. worry about the other guys. Brian, do you do you think it takes away from the legit legitimacy of the sport to not have the media guys being, you know, professional in that way, the way Steve's talking about? Oh yeah, because Steve was saying that they love the the media guys love the gargle their cock and balls. Yep, that was awesome. Um, I don't think it takes anything away. No, not at all. I mean, I I think it was just a fun little rant. No big deal. Who cares? You know, oh. tag him, don't tag him. But yeah, I mean, right. sometimes I'd love to know who he's talking about specifically because I follow a lot of them. But yeah, yeah, I, there's some of them. I, I'm sure there's one person that just irritated him, and that's why he brought it up. But that's, that's what a rant is. It's well, done. It's over if, with. You if know? you listen to the show all the way through, apparently I'm the one that irritated him because I think he said two or three times, Dark Side pissed me off. And I was like, what the fuck did I say? Because I had called in at some point during the night. Um, and I, I know he was yeah. joking, um, but I'd called in to disagree with him on the heat, and we talked that's about what it. was. What's that? Yeah. yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, that's all. I mean, you know, it's just it's all in good fun, but yeah, because you just disagreed with him. Yeah. you could have said blue, he could have said red. Right. You know, you disagreed with him. Well, we hey, it's fun. We talked about the <laughs> this wrap up show, and he he asked me the second time he's asked me why I've been rotating guests, and I was like, well, you told me to. I thought. But, uh, yeah, yeah. anyway, so he, he blamed me a few times towards the end of the show for him being wound up, which included uh, a second rant, the second rant, which this is your point, yeah. Gringo, where he's, somebody asked how the, how the wives get access and the media doesn't get some of the access. And Steve mentioned, hey, oh, no. I'm not allowed on that, that track. Do what? You just get to rant. He did rant. That's rant number three. Yeah, rant I think- number two was talking about Team USA. And not putting a 450 rider on a 250. Oh, yeah, I have that here too. <laughs> I actually have three of them right here yeah. all together in my notes. So let's talk there about. You go. Yeah. yeah, so let's talk about the one I started with first. But you're right, that didn't come second. That was probably third or fourth. Um, but this one bothers me too because as media, I was standing behind the mechanics row, basically right outside the tents, um, up against the back of the the starting wall or whatever you want to call it with all the the sponsor stuff on it. And I yeah. was ran out of there, almost ran out of there twice. The guy's like, you can't be here. And I said, but I'm wow. media. And he's like, well, media's not allowed out here. I said, okay. And then he said, well, as long as you stay cool. right here and don't get in the way of the mechanics, you're fine. Um, so I was wow. kind of frustrated with that, too, because I see Matil out on the track, and um, she's one of the ones that does it a lot. Um, not mad at Matil. I mean, you know, good for her. But I think it is worthy of a rant. The media should have access to those areas um gringo so you you yeah. talked about you were talking about matil for a different reason but what do you think about that you think wives should have access to the track that the media does not if they're if they're good looking hell yeah you're make sure <laughs> okay. it's on tv okay you know what i'm saying yeah i mean i'm all in so bro come on man tell me you didn't play that back in slow motion a couple of times <laughs> look at me straight in the eye tell me you didn't play that back huh I'm doing the hair while running and all that. Yes, yes, and she I was. So that's fair enough. But hey, so you're not even going to mention. I was on TV like four different times. You're not going to mention that at all. I I missed it. Damn. Maybe I was drunk. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I, don't know, I missed it. I'm I'm watching Second Moto 450 right now. But yeah. no, that just that's not that's not fair. It's like it seems like you know, Feld or whoever, not Feld. They have their own uh, set of rules. In exports, it's like they have their own set of rules for this and not for this. That's not cool. I mean, 
it that's it just makes it I don't know it doesn't make him look good at all. Yeah, it's not cool. Well, Steve was was highly so. wound up um, towards the end of the show about a couple of the rants and oh, one of the other ones he mentioned that you'd brought up, Brian. He was uh, pissed. Yeah, he was the mad. Team USA. Yeah, the 450 rider on the 250. Yeah. Why does it? Um, why does USA not drop somebody down? All the other teams do it. It makes sense. Uh, he's not wrong. Yeah. Um, Gringo, what no, do you think about? Like, what do you think about that? You think it'd be good to say drop a Barsha down to 250? Is Steve right? Uh possibly. I mean, the fact that he's bringing it up on the air and 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 discussing it publicly like that with people listening, because even though people say they may not listen or they don't know or I don't like this or I don't, they're listening. And yeah. that gets around. So the fact that he's exposing that and bringing up ideas, uh, it could get to the right ears and they make people think. You know, they they they. I don't I, I don't have a problem with them throwing him on a two fifty. What does Barsha want? Let's talk to Barsha. Barsha, what what, what do you, how do you think you'd be more effective? Yeah. What do you think? The two fifty or the four fifty? Well, what do you think? Have the guys discuss it amongst each others. You know, yeah, and then cool. and put put forth the strategy. Whoever feels more comfortable on what. And then put it all together and see what we get. Okay, so let me you ask know, you this. There's a bunch of those guys that could ride a 250. Yeah, but let me ask yeah, you. Right. I want to ask both you guys this. Okay, let's let's say, in theory, because Barsha was brought up, let's say they can choose between Justin Barsha and, at the end of this season, right, going to going to Assen. Um, Justin Barsha and Adam Cianciarillo. You really feel like Justin Barsha would he be a better fit on a 250, having to move down and readjust? He hasn't been on 250 in years. Would be better on a 250 than an Adam Cincerillo, who is one of our best 250 riders at the moment. Uh, no, think? no, I don't think so. Yeah. So, I change that. so, that. so yeah. Brian, is that just? I mean, is that argument really? Does it hold water? Because are we have fast 250 guys? Yeah, I guess it doesn't. I mean, we yeah, because we have past 250 champions that are on 450s now that probably could ride a 250. Yeah. But what do they get a week? You know, what is it a week off? I mean, they have no time for training. Right. You know, they're not going to go 450 um, uh, Supercross and then 250, you know, then do the donations, um, you know, a week later. That's not right. Yeah, well, keep it on the 250. You take last year, right? Red Bud just went completely yeah. crazy for us. Um, AP, yeah. who was our 250 guy, didn't have a good day. But would you have thought then, like, oh, let's drop whoever, Jason Anderson or whoever. If we drop them down, do you, you know – why would anybody have thought that Adam or uh, Aaron Plessinger would have had such a bad day? Like I would have never thought that. No, not in a million years. No, he, right. was, he was on a roll last year. All right. One more uh, note that I put in here as a rant. It was not an official rant. Stephen A. Stevenson, also known as Denny Stevenson in his Instagram wow. posts, um, blowing wow. out guys like Eli. I have not seen a lot of these. I, I do follow Denny, but I guess I haven't seen them, but I've been hearing about all these comments. Um, if he, if, if Denny Stevenson is talking shit on Eli and guys like that, uh, I don't know that that's necessarily appropriate, uh, freedom of speech and all that, but Gringo, I don't like that. Uh, well, I'll just put it to you this way. I think Denny's funny. I like Denny. I, well, I, I did follow him. But I stopped following him on Instagram because I got tired of some of the uh, outspoken political or some kind of shit. I don't remember what it was, but okay. I was like, you know what? I don't want to hear this shit. You know what I mean? Let's, I just want to hear the motocross stuff. So I stopped. Oh, yeah, uh, love it. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm just going to say it. I got no personal problem with yeah. him, but, 
you know what I mean? So it could be annoying if I was Eli Tomac. You know, my personality is a little bit different. I don't know if I'd be able to control myself, you mm-hmm. know, but uh, I, I mean, my, my, I may hurt somebody's feelings. You know what I mean? So yeah. I can understand how that could be annoying. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, yeah. How about you, Brian? What do you think about um, – is, is Steve on point with this one? I, he's 100% on point. I mean, there's so much negativity on Instagram. People judge and comment and write a bunch of crappy stuff. I mean, I personally don't follow him. I think I follow too many people as it is, but <laughs> I don't follow him. There's other people, um, Carrie Hart, there's some people that write on Instagram, and it's, and I don't know if they're writing to, to get, um, you know, trolls, you know, like they're trolling yeah. or trying to get trolls. I don't agree with that. I totally don't agree with that. I mean, there's, like I said, way too much negativity already on Instagram. People comment and stuff like that. I mean, it, it affects me. I get super pissed off, and I'll block people on my account. I'll block people on on our company account, you know, when there's people just writing weird, weird stuff and rude stuff. Right. We got to yep. that as it is. So yeah, he was on point about that. I agree. Somebody. I'm just not a negative person. I don't, I just don't enjoy no. that kind of stuff. That doesn't fly for me. Okay. Let's exactly. move into. Yeah, and it affects you, bro. It yeah. affects you. Like, you know, if somebody, uh, you know, you're, you're riding and somebody's pissed off, oh, man, you suck or whatever. Or, well, you know, you don't need to hear that shit. You need uh, uplifting stuff, you know, positive right. energy. Exactly. If you, you know, yep. you got something negative, you remove it. You know what I mean? Yeah. There you go. Hey, before exactly. – so we're about to move into Kiefer after dark, but I want to touch on one of the tweet at Travis's. Um, tweet at Travis is yeah. my favorite intro. I love – that's my favorite What's intro. Ben Bova? Ben Bova? That guy? No. <laughs> no. I got a different oh. one. I'll let you – you bring that one up in a second. The one I wrote down that really was, um, why won't or why can't the mechanics and teams tell us the changes they actually made? Um, and I agree with that. Okay. I think – Steve yeah. talked about when you watch NASCAR, they say, hey, we put a little bit of, you know, uh, stagger on this side. We did this. We put a wedge here. That shit's interesting, especially if you understand it. I don't necessarily understand all that right. stuff, but it yeah. is not going to hurt at all for for uh, Factory Kawasaki at the end of the day say, well, between Moto 1 and Moto 2, you know, we, we went three clicks in on the, you know, compression or whatever. It's not going to hurt a damn thing. It's not going to give nope. – Factory Husky a leg up for the following week. They need to tell us that stuff. What do you think, Brian? Yeah, I think it's ridiculous. I mean, it's but they've done that all for as long as I can remember. Yeah, I mean they've always done that. They never say, "Oh, we adjusted the suspension." Just some general blah blah blah, you know, statement. If they're you know back in the ESPN days or whatever, oh, we adjusted the suspension. We adjusted this. We adjusted. Like I want to know what they did. Like I don't care. I mean, you know, Kiefer mentioned something about. Uh, the manufacturers, you know, they think that people are going to say, oh, our bike sucks. It's not good. I mean, that's probably what they're thinking, which is stupid. They're overanalyzing it. Yeah. It's like, tell us what you do. Who cares? If you're sick, I want to know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what about you, fact, Gringo? You know, all that stuff. I agree with Brian 100%. I think it's silly, you know, because you look at it like this. I got people, I got, you know, like one of the dudes I work with, he's heavily into NASCAR, right? Some people are more technical. They want to know what they do here, you know, or with that. How did they adjust that? How many degrees did they go that way? That It brings, you know, some guys are more technical-minded and they love that stuff, and it makes them get into it more. And other guys, I'm talking from a fan base, though. And then other guys like me, I wanted to see the raw sweat muscle, you know, riding part or whatever. I'm yeah. not really that into the technical stuff. Why hide it? I don't know. I, to me, it's silly. You know what I mean? I, I don't know why they do that. Neither. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Well, what was the uh, tweet that you were talking about, Gringo? Because I don't have that in my notes, and I, I didn't remember it based off what you said. 
No, no, I just, it was a dude, you know how Travis makes up, you know how Travis saw it. Oh, yes, yes, funny the names. names. There yes. was a guy that tweeted that, you know, he was, he was yeah. Ben Dover. Was ben Dover, ben yes. Dover. Just called my, I don't, I don't even know what he was talking about. It just okay. Ben Dover called my ear. <laughs> there are definitely some fantastic Shad, Shad Twitter names. Yeah. All right. Shad Reed was the good one, too. Yeah. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Kiefer After Dark, um, with the, oh, the lovely Pookie sitting in oh, studio. Oh, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second, wait okay. a second. You're getting into After Dark. Uh, let, me, let me bring something up here. I mean, All right. I didn't take notes, but let's talk about uh, Roxon a little bit. And what happened in that second moto? Have you know you did you run around there? Did you get any information? Did you what you what you hear with okay. Roxon in the second moto? Because I, I watched him by the step up, and I watched I could literally see him disintegrating as the moto went on. Okay, no, I got absolutely moto. zero out of factory Honda. Um, so nothing. Yeah, no, nothing whatsoever. But you're telling me you you could see it happening as it was going on. That's big news. I could see it happening. You know what? I'm I'm going to throw this out there. Okay? okay, let's throw a little. It's still talking about the show. I'm not going off format. No, you're good. Uh, I think that uh, I wouldn't be surprised if this dude also has allergies. I know that sounds stupid, but when I got to a yeah. certain age, man, I caught some kind of allergies from the trees and all this shit down here. I don't know what it was, but probably would deplete my energy. Like I thought I was catching the flu, but it never came, and it was allergies. Yeah. So now, bro, I take a shot every week. You know that mm-hmm. I give myself a shot after I got tested and everything. I go pick up my vial when I run out. I give myself a shot every week, and it's a whole different person. Like I wouldn't be surprised if that dude's suffering from some kind of allergy, allergic to something. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Something. With all the something testing they're doing, the you'd think they'd figure it out. Yeah, yeah, but the yeah. Guy, I mean, he he's had two major, major traumatic career-ending injuries and surgeries and surgery and surgery. I mean, he's had so many drugs, you know, exactly. Uh, you know what I mean? Like um, antibiotics, all that shit. So yeah. the immunities are probably down. I mean, I'm sure all those numbers are all over the place. I mean, you know, it's not my VTO hot take, but you know, I'm I'm thinking he needs to do what he, he needs to do this year. Then. And then hope to God he takes off the time and relaxes. And uh, I mean, he's he's growing. I mean, he's been doing this since he was a little boy, and now he's turned into a man. Recently married. I mean, he's got so much stuff. Kiefer going back to the home life deal. Yeah. But he's got so much stuff going on. I mean, I want to watch him ride, and I hope to God he doesn't push it. I hope he is rubber side down, season ending, and I want to see him. I want to see him win a Supercross um, championship, motocross championship. He's got it in him. But he's just had so much trauma, traumatic shit go down, you know, the past, you know, three, four years. It's like, you just really, we just all need to just give the guy a break. Yeah, yeah. Stay on this Honda, you know, take some time off, and, you know, between seasons, come back strong, A1. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I I think it's, I, all the other stuff, like the arms, the surgeries, I think he's slowly, he's just getting better and better. But I think the physical thing, something that's making him feel weak or whatever, like I was thinking to myself, Maybe he's got Alex. Like, I don't know yeah. who works with him or who helps him. It could be something stupid like that that's, you know, yeah. killing his energy or something like that. I'm, I was just throwing it out there, food for thought, you know, something to think about. But go ahead. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, we're going to we're gonna start wrapping this thing up. I don't know if the listeners can hear in the background. We just we got a storm hitting, so I want to wrap this thing up just in nope. case we lose power. Um, okay. Keith, so I'm going to touch on Kiefer After Dark just briefly. Uh, the lovely Pookie sits in, which I always – I've said many times I love when Pookie sits in. Um, I'm not going to give any details of the calls necessarily because I want everybody to go back and make sure they listen. Um, always, in my opinion, very thoughtful, 
very thought out advice by Kiefer. Um, I'm pretty much on board with most of the things he said. Uh, did anything stand out to you, Gringo? This is your specialty, I would think. What What do you think about Kiefer after dark on Monday night? Uh, I want to help. Yeah, I sit there and I'm I'm sitting there and I'm like son of a bitch. I wish I could. I I'll tell you what happened because you're reminding me now. I tried calling back in because there was a dude. I forget what the question was, but I wanted to help him so bad. Uh, and I couldn't. Uh, I, sometimes I want to call in. I want. I wish I could just you know chime in and because I'm not saying anything that Chris is you know what he's saying is off or anything but right. there's, there's always different ways you know there's, sure. a, there's different angles and I, I had a different angle and I'm trying to rem- I can't well, remember what the dude was okay, asking so I'll give you the two that I just kind of took notes on Rick uh, had the discussion about the smell and Janky Mike which oh, was, he called in about oh. his pregnant wife Oh well look let me let, let the, okay wait a second now All right. All right, now you reminded me the okay. smell one I remember all right, the smell thing, that's easy. There's two things that are going on there. If it's a vaginosis thing, like you said, you know, you get treated for that or whatever. If it's still a little stanky down there, then you throw a little Vicks under your nose and you go to town. You know what I'm saying? Free <laughs> okay. through your mouth, bro. All right. Improvise. Yes. Okay? That's what I'm saying. But check it out. But there could be another thing with that, too. She could be, you know, we don't know what this girl's like. Is she faithful? Is she sleeping with the neighbor next door while this guy's at work? And that's why you're smelling something going on down there? Good point. You, know, you, you don't know. There's, there's a couple things going on there, bro. I'm a truck driver, you know what I mean? So I see all kinds of stuff going on, and there could be more to the story. So you don't know. But if yeah. it's just a natural thing there, throw a little Vicks under the nose and go to town, bro. You know okay. what I'm saying? That's well, what. I'm going to text Kiefer and tell him next time they do a Kiefer After Dark, that they need to get you on the line, and uh, we'll see if we can get that taken care of. Well, it depends on the question. You know, like, you remember when I called in about uh, – what was the dude? The dude, the wife didn't want him to go downstairs. You remember that one? Yep, yep. It was a long time ago. And I really, that wasn't a joke. Like, everyone was laughing and it comes off funny because of the way I talk or whatever. But I was being extremely serious. You know, that I, I want to see that, I wanted to see that guy succeed because I know, you know, you, you, you can make that magic happen. He just needs a little, you know, I know it doesn't sound right, but he needs to straight up from the street talk ex- explanation, you know, like from the bedroom. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, I just felt the need to help the guy. And do you know that that guy, I don't know if he called back in or he sent me a message or something, but he was like, dude, you saved my life. You know, or <laughs> something awesome, like man. that. Love you know it. what I'm saying, bro? Because yeah. that can make all the yeah. difference. Sure. The approach. You know, you, you got to be gentle. Things don't happen overnight. You got to work your magic little by little. Absolutely, you know it's I mean? a process, and, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm very, Trust very the process about that kind of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> Brian, what about you, man? Keeper after dark. I just want to listen to motocross stuff. Okay, so you're not you're not a keeper after dark guy, then, huh? <laughs> not really, not no. Okay, I, I see. I'm I'm all keeper. in. No, it's funny. I'm all in on doing a separate keeper after dark pod. Keeper put that up on Twitter as a poll today, and I voted yes for that. Yeah. I mean, doing a show just on that? Yep. Wow. Like a 30-minute or whatever, depending on how many they get. Just do a a one-off Kiefer After Dark separate show. Well, if you get one listener, that's cool. Not bad. All right. We're going to wrap this thing up. Um, I'm going to knock the sponsors out one more time. We're going to do our BTO hot takes, and we're going to call it a night. Um, So, once again, BTS Sports, Fly Racing, Vertex Pistons, Vortex Racing, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, Michelin Starcross Fives, uh, Maxima Oils, X Brand Goggles, 
ProFilter, Works Connection, Atlas Brace, FMF Racing, Roost Graphics, W Wheels, Guts Racing Seat Covers, Get Data, Firepower, Batteries and Chains, EVS Sports, Eagle Grit, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, LAHondaWorld.com, OGO Bags, and Ride Engineering. These sponsors are what a major part of what keeps the Pulpomex show going, and they always help out the listeners. Lots of codes if you go to PulpomexShow.com to find out the discount codes. Okay, BTO Hot Takes. I'm going to let you go first, Brian. What's your BTO Hot Take? My BTO Hot Take is going to be, I think, at the end of the season, the, um, the Nationals, I think it's going to be Cintrello and Cooper, Justin Cooper just battling out, with, just within a couple of points at the very end. I think I think the, no the latter half of the What's that? No, no, no. I think the latter half of the Nationals is going to, in the 250 class is going to be really exciting because of those two, if they stay Riverside down and back off when they need to in the heat and gas it when it's the time's right. But I think it's going to be water to water. Okay. What about you, Gringo? What's your BTO hot take? My BTO hot take? Uh, Will Christensen, the announcer, announces that she's carrying Eli Tomac's illegitimate love child. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's my hot take right there. That... <laughs> no, I'm only joking. No, I got my my hot take is going to be. I don't know. I had to say that because I see there's a look of love in the eye. Something's going on there. I smell something in the air. Okay. So I had to throw that out there. All right, but uh, but anyway, no, I'm good with that stuff. My senses went off. You know, there's a look. Look when she's when she's talking to him. Look at look look at her in the eye. Okay, you can feel it. It's in the air. But anyway, uh, Zach. <laughs> That guy's going to take Southwick overall. He's going to blow everybody out of the water and shock the world. I, I love right, that's what I'm saying. My my hot take, I, maybe two shows ago, I think was Zach wins the championship, comes back. I was stretching a little bit, but that's still that's that was like a wishful thinking. So yeah, I, yeah, yeah. That's I love my hot it. Take. He shocks the world, and Adam Cincerulo wins the championship outdoors. Okay, yeah. And it's vindicated. Awesome. Well, guys, I, I think it's been a great show. Um, Brian with the Churbies USA. If you guys need any. Uh, uh, I want to keep going. What are you doing? Where are we going here? I want to keep going here. What are you, what are you doing? <laughs> we, We're just getting started. We, we hit our one-hour time limit that Steve set up. And uh, I've got my, oh, okay. my, step, my stepdaughter just came in the room. She's sitting here waiting for me to get wrapped up. So I'm going to knock this thing out. Gringo, what I'm going to do then, since you're so excited, I'm going to get you set up. We'll do another one of these in a couple of weeks. I'll get you on again, man. Yeah, bro. You know I'm all in, man. I, and it was nice meeting Brian. And uh, you too, man. No, it was good. I'm all in, brother. Yeah. I'm all, hey, and I and, and and I'm off July 22nd that week. I said for you to come down here. Listening, you come down here by Florida to Claremont. Hit me up. We'll go to the track because I've done it with other listeners before. Okay. So let's do it. Let's moto down. Absolutely. I, I'm dying to ride with you. We're gonna make that happen. So, everybody, thank you so much for Gringo coming on. Brian with the Churbies, um, appreciate you guys taking the time to do this show with us. Uh, thank you, Steve Mathis. I'm Darkside from the Moto X Pod Show. And that is uh, another wrap-up show for Episode 390. All right, that's a wrap. We're out. Why would you want to re-talk about the Pulp Show? See you.